KPR FMHD1 New York. And our heart radio station. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast What you guys are doing right now is the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you're really not popping. Until you do the breakfast club. I've been waiting to come to y'all show, man. I really? know you gotta be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You gotta be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the f- out. That was a little off, a little bit off today. <laughs> hey, fam. Well, it's Tuesday. Red, right. our th- Aren't you supposed to do effects, the no, 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 no thing? No, where's our sound effects, Red? You got our sound effects, Red? You don't even have your headphones on. I put my headphones on now. All right. Well, I thought here Red we was going to pull up my, my, my sound effects. You thought you were going to have your headphones on. All right, Red, we can do so it you over. guys are even. I got my yo, 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 yo sound effects just in case Charlemagne is late. Let's start it over. Come on, let's do this right. All right. All right. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Beast of the planet. It is Tuesday. I prefer the sound effect, though. See. I do prefer the sound effect. So you last, know what I'm saying? Last, uh, it what? gives me a little time. You eight, know what I mean? Eight, nine days, you, you weren't here. Uh, the, last week, Charlemagne got into a little fender bender, so Charlemagne wasn't here, so I had to create this right here. Yo 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 that's amazing, MB. You created that? I created that. Yes, I did. That's great. So if he's ever late, I just go straight to the... One more time. I can't believe Emmy created that. Yo, 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 yo,
What's up with you, man? What you mean? What's right. happening here? I don't know what's going on. What's wrong with you? Jesus. All right. Well, let's start off last night. We told you about it. NCAA Kansas uh, beat UNC last night. Now, they were up 16 at the half, but somehow... They came back. Our producer said they went on a 30-10 run. Damn. Yeah, I went to bed before halftime just because, number one, I was tired. And number two, I just UNC was up so big. I was like, okay, well, we know who's going to win this. I thought so, too. Come on, man. Come on, Carolinas. We're supposed to have all the NCAA championships for basketball in the Carolinas this year. Okay, the lady Gamecock got it for the women. Y'all were supposed to do it for the men, but you didn't. Well, congratulations to Kansas. Also, Magic Johnson was talking about uh, signing DeRozan and not Russell Westbrook. When I think about it, the blame that he's got to take is the fact that DeRozan ended up in Chicago Mm. and not with the Lakers. Um, you know, he has expand to, on that thought if you well, will. Well, because DeRozan wanted to play for the Lakers, we could have made that deal. But when Russell and LeBron them start talking, that's when they nixed that deal and went with Ru- uh, Westbrook, and he became a Laker instead of DeRozan. But if you sign DeRozan, you only trade Kuzma for Buddy Hill. We would be playing in the Western Conference Championship this year with those two guys. Maybe. Maybe LeBron, DeMar DeRozan, Anthony Davis, possibly. Mm. Possibly. He's not wrong, though. I mean, LeBron would have to take the blame anyway because he's LeBron. And if you get the credit when you win, then you have to take responsibility when you lose. Absolutely. That's what happens when you're a superstar. What else we got, Easy? All right. Well, the arrest has been made in that shooting that happened in Sacramento. Six people were killed, and one person has been arrested so far. Dondre Martin, who's 26 years old, was booked for assault and illegal firearm possession, according to Sacramento cops. They have yet to file any charges, but city officials have previously stated they believe there was more than one shooter early Sunday morning in the melee in the city's downtown area. Uh, There were uh, six victims, like we said. Uh, They were all killed when multiple suspects opened fire at around 2 a.m. as locals were leaving clubs and bars. Uh, Twelve other people were injured in the gunfire, four of whom were in critical condition as of Sunday. And police said Monday the surviving victims suffering from gunshot wounds range from minor to critical but stable conditions. So they have discovered hundreds of pieces of evidence at the scene that includes a stolen handgun and they said that investigators recovered over 100 expended shell casings at the scene. So they're still trying to put it all together. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so that's your update um, as far as that. And everybody's talking about how terrible this weather is. They're saying severe weather has been hitting the south while high heat has been striking the west. So there was a new storm that moved into the south with severe thunderstorms expected that went from Dallas to Shreveport, Louisiana and into Jackson, Mississippi. They said there's damaging winds, large hail, and a few tornadoes as well. They said there's been ping pong ball size hail falling across Florida. I've been seeing videos. And Western Texas. So again, I know this affects a lot of people who are traveling, people who have flights. But just be careful as you guys are out there. Make sure you check with your airports before you head out. All right, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Emily Lamont. Hey, Good Emily. morning, Emily. Good morning. 
Good morning. How are you? What's Less black and highly favored. How are you? You don't sound too happy. What's going on? Um, I'm going through a breakup right now. Oh, I'm sorry. What happened? Uh, long story short, he was lying to me, hiding things for me, making me look like the bad person. I was telling him, helping him grow mentally, and even though I was hurting myself in the process, and I tried everything I could to fix the relationship, but he still wanted to act up. Well, you did your and best. On, and now I have a baby on the way. Oh my and gosh. It's really frustrating. How many months are you? I am going on five weeks. Well, well, listen, take care of yourself, okay, because that's you and your baby. So for your own uh, safety and your health, you know, you got to put yourself first. Do you want to keep it? I do want to keep it, but I'm kind of nervous because it's my first child. Mm -hmm. No, I wouldn't expect much from him, you know? No, he doesn't even want to be interested. The first thing he said to me was, I already got two. What am I going to do with another one? Well... Child support his ass up. You already yeah. know what it is. Like he said, you got to do what's best All for right. you, mama. Yeah, take care of yourself, Take care okay? of yourself. And don't feel bad about putting him on that child support, neither. Yeah, he's already six hundred dollars deep in it. Not to put the business out there like that, but... Not I mean, your problem. No, it's not your problem. It takes two to make a child. So That's right. It definitely does. That's so right. Step up to the plate. Well, you have a better day, mama. Thank you. And I listen to you guys every day, and you guys are very, very... Uh, Great on the radio Well, Thank we're you, sending Queen. you all of our love and support. Absolutely. Hello, not child support, this? though. You're not child support. Hey, good morning, man. I love your show, man. This is Mike from Brooklyn. Mike from Mike, Brooklyn. what's happening, King? What up? Get it off your chest, I'm Mike. Right, man. Uh, first, I want to say I'm tired of everybody mentioning Tupac's name with Biggie name. I'm tired of it. That's first. It was on two different levels, two different career paths as a whole. And MCing, it was two different MCs completely. Second, I want to get off my chest. I'm tired of so-called AKA black people and African-Americans calling themselves that name because we are Aboriginal indigenous to this landmass and we keep giving away who we are as individuals to say we're African and there's no evidence saying that we have our great-great-grandmothers are African or grandfathers from Africa. So what what a DNA test then? You can't do a DNA test unless you go through your your mother, then your grandmother, then your great-grandmother. Most of us don't even know our third grandmother or even our second grandmother. So at the end of the day, they erased us from changing our names. So, so we went from copper color to mulatto to uh, colored to Negro to African, no, not African-American, just colored. Now, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to debate with you on none of that, but I will debate with you on the fact that Biggie and Tupac are tied together forever because of the yeah, circumstances, because of the circumstances of their tragic I'm deaths. Happy. Yes. That's a fact. I'm just, like, every time, like, Biggie's birthday coming up, nobody should celebrate his music. I get it. But every time they want to bring him up, they're going to bring Pac up. I get it. But sometimes just let one person live by himself. And let the other person live to where they have two different identities. Kind of. Okay. But we, we keep putting them together. It's like I'm tired of it. Been 25 years. All I right. get what you're saying, but they kind of—they're just kind of intertwined. They it's like a—it's like a Shakespearean it, yeah. it play. It is what it is. Like you can't help it. Like Biggie and Pac are intertwined. It is like it's forever. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
It's your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Blake, the Georgia. What up, brother? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I just want to put it out there, let everybody know. If you have a business idea or event you're trying to put on, don't assume it's going to be successful because you have family and friends that are going to support you. Wow. Sometimes that's not how it works. Yeah. What happened, man? So I have a fitness event called Not Tell Games. I do it for the first two years in my hometown, Indiana, thinking it's going to be successful. Didn't get uh, the turn that I wanted. Depending on family and friends to help me put it together, it was a dud. Go <laughs> down to Georgia, and it's, it's going to be one of the biggest tennis games down here in the state. And I'm bootstrapping it all myself, no, no team or nothing. After I take the handicaps off, training uh, wheels off, and get it all done myself. That's how it always is, man. You know that. You know, nine times out of ten, you're going to get more support somewhere else than in your hometown. You know that. It shouldn't be like that, though. It shouldn't be. But. Yeah, but, and you know, you can't ever expect, and I've learned this from you know, starting businesses, you can't ever expect the people around you that they have to do support. things to support you. Correct. You still got to act like you out there doing it on your own and put forth all the effort like you're not going to have that. And if they do support you, that's a great and amazing surprise. That's just the way people are sometimes. Hello, who's this? What's the deal, baby? This is Ahmad Bacardi. Ahmad, what's up? Get it off your chest, That ain't bro. your real name. Your last name, Bacardi? Yes, sir. <laughs> you're a liar. Why is that? Your last name is actually Bacardi, like the drink? Yes, no, not Buck Hardy. McCarty. Oh, McCarty. Okay, got you. All right, McCarty. Okay, that makes more sense. Get it off your chest, man. All right, what's the deal, man? I wanted to just give a shout out, man. I married to love my life this weekend. Congratulations, King. Thank you, sir. That's what I like to hear. Uh, want to shout out Keola McCarty, the new Miss McCarty. Yay. And I want to say I love her. Okay. And right. Shout out to the Breakfast Club, Angela Lee, DJ Envy, Charlamagne the God. What's up with that honeymoon, though? Where you going? I don't know. We got to we gotta wait till the kids get out of school, man. Summertime. We got to oh, do it. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, congratulations, brother, and have a good one. All right. Hey, DJ Envy. Yes, sir. I got a, a good gift, man. Uh, What's up with the car show? H-Town. Oh, yeah. We coming. Uh, June 19th. That ain't what he asking weekend. you. He's saying give him a wedding gift, hey, King. I'm trying Bless to, that I'm, man. A wedding gift. What's the deal? Bless man? that man. You can't get that man nothing? We got you. All right. How many kids you got, brother? Uh-oh. I got four boys. Four boys, what's their ages? Uh-oh. 15, 13, 9, and 6. Okay, I got you, brother. Get that man a family pack. I got him. Calm down. I got him. Get that man a family pack for his you, wedding. We got you and your wife and All your right, kids to, to the car show. It's June 19th, Father's Day weekend, so it's a Father's Day gift for you and a, and a wedding gift from me and mine to yours. I appreciate it, man. Makes and it's gonna be a slab holiday, man. I, I know you. I don't know if you know about the Ace Town slab. Ooh. I know about the Ace Town slab. <laughs> Trader Trooper set me up. Slim Thug said he got me. Bum B said he's coming oh, through. Paul sure. Wall, but I got some surprises for your ass. So if you haven't got your All tickets, right. get your tickets. I know about the slabs. I know, but you ain't got right. them eighty, them eighty-eight drug dealer paid in full cars. Nobody cares, bro. You ain't got them exotics. Oh, Nobody cares. Oh man, we got exotics too, baby. But, but let's you know, do it. We're gonna keep the slabs going. All right, you got a little slab section. We'll see. But we gonna have a lot of fun, man. Right. So uh, get there early, and uh, I'll give you VIP tickets. It's all no fun night, and so. games till somebody pull up in Houston with an for aquarium sure. in their tires. <laughs> okay, with a shock. Hold they on have, one second, all right? They're gonna have a whole shock in their tires. And if you haven't got your tickets, you can uh, click the link in my bio. Definitely get your tickets. We're going to have a lot of fun. That's Father's Day weekend. That's Texas versus New York. Trade the Truth versus Envy. And we got a lot of uh, celebrity cars that we're going to be bringing through. We're going to announce those probably the end of this week or next week. All right? 
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and the game posted a very long message. He had an issue with Regina Hall's Oscars joke about LeBron's hairline. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Regina Hall. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, the game apparently has a problem with one of the jokes at the Oscars, and this was taking aim at LeBron's hairline. Here was Regina Hall at the Oscars. You know, she was hosting, and here's what she said. You know, I was very disappointed that Space Jam 2 did not get do- nominated in the special effects category oh for that hairline they gave LeBron James. Oh, my God, amazing. Now, he posted a very long post. He said, it's one thing to be a beautiful black woman as accomplished as Regina Hall is and not be able to put your foot down when pre-reading a joke clearly written for her by someone else. I'm assuming a white writer, but another thing to try and clown a truly family-oriented man of integrity, supreme character, and class on a stage where we are still not wanted and truly only get awarded when they feel they should throw the monkey a banana, as my late grandmother would put it. This is the same way they set up Chris Rock with pre-written content that I'm sure they knew would outrage Jada and Will. Guys, it's been a week. Okay, this is getting like Thanksgiving leftovers. We're not even having smart conversations anymore about this. The game is 100% wrong about the G.I. Jane joke being pre-written. Because it's already been documented that Chris Rock was freestyling. Yeah, they said he went off script. Yeah, so that joke wasn't pre-written for him. And also the game is assuming the writers who wrote that for Regina Hall are white. We don't know that to be true. And Regina Hall doesn't have to say anything she doesn't want to say. And if LeBron wanted to take offense to that joke, he would have every right to. Okay? Now, but has anybody of- been making fun of LeBron's hairline? Yeah, sure. But if he wanted to take offense to it, he could. There's different strokes for different folks. Everybody doesn't react to jokes with smoke. Yeah, and the game... I mean, just in all fairness, I saw a lot of people in the comments also talking about some things that he said about people in his music mm. that wasn't too nice either. Mm. So everybody across the board in that case... But it's easier. I mean, look, I know for and Melissa Ford has been openly talking about how the line he said about her and wouldn't get far, you know, wasn't helpful to her. And people still bring it up to this day. Melissa Ford drive a Honda Accord. And she'll do anything to get in the video awards mm. and all of that. Like, that wasn't cool for her. And so, you know, I think you can't be mad at that. But then... He was much younger then, though. Has he ever apologized for that? I don't think so, no. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. And then other things, too. I mean, you know, a lot of people say things in music and songs and mm-hmm. stuff like that also. So I don't know how LeBron feels about his hairline, by the way, because I've never heard him talk about it. But mm-hmm. like I said, he would have every right to be offended if he wanted to be. But everybody don't have smoke for jokes, people. They just Our- don't. All right, now, Selena Gomez did a new interview with Good Morning America, and she talked about stepping away from social media and the Internet itself for four and a half years. Here's what she had to say. One of the other things you've talked about in the past is is taking a scrolling break. You literally stepped away from Instagram. I haven't been on the Internet in four and a half years. What does that do to detox your life? It has changed my life completely. I am happier Mm. I am more present. I connect more with people. It makes me feel normal. God bless her. She's mm-hmm. absolutely right. She's not missing nothing. More people need to disconnect from social media. I'm telling you, the impact of social media on the brain is going to be CTE levels in the future. Or worse, we have no idea what social media is doing to our brain. No clue. 
Now, she also talked about being diagnosed with bipolar disorder and how that helped her tremendously um, to have that information because it helped her have a relationship with herself. Here's what she had to say about her mental health. Growing up in uh, the spotlight has definitely taught me so much. I can't believe that I'm where I am mentally just because how I took the necessary steps in order to kind of remove myself from that because it's just not normal. I really want people to be understood and seen and heard. It's okay to not be okay. That's right. Salute to Selena Gomez. All right, so you guys should watch that full interview. Uh, now, Lotto has responded to a fan who contacted her and sent a message basically uh, saying, now you're getting too fat, too big. It's all in your arms and shoulders, making your shape not raw. Get lipo in your arms and back. You're going to look <laughs> Come on, man. too wide. You're getting kind of big, my girl. Slow down. You look better slim thick. Raw and boxy ain't it. I'm just saying you're still pretty, though. I like people to let me know and not just talk about me. What they look like. Right. So Let me look, see, I need to see your shape now. Now you got to show your shape. What so, you look like, La. So Lotto responded, and she posted this, and she said, I thought I was losing weight looking good. Then here go this weird bitch in my DM telling me to get lipo because I'm boxy. I ain't going to lie, sis. You struck a nerve because I'm on day two of my no food, just juice oh, cleanse right man. now. And she said, I'm getting off birth control. I'm sick of y'all telling me I'm gaining weight. That ish hurt my feelings for real. So don't say nothing when I... And then she said, never mind. See what I mean? Please stop letting social media dictate your mood. Please stop listening to these miserable ass people. Do you understand that the law of energy is that energy is never lost or destroyed? It's merely transferred from one party to the next. These people are miserable. They see you living. They see you winning. They see you having a good time. And they just want to ruin your day. Stop letting them do that. I would never let nobody know that. Even if I felt that way, even if I felt boxy, I'm not letting. <laughs> even if I felt even boxy, if I felt boxy <laughs> okay, I'm not letting you know I feel boxy. You're not getting that one. No way, Jose. You're getting blocked. All right. Well, uh, Haley uh, Haley Baldwin is also speaking out. Well, Haley Bieber, because you know she's married to Justin Bieber, and that's because there were a lot of posts that people think that she's pregnant because she was Goodness wearing a gracious. flowing gown with Justin Bieber. So she said, "I'm not pregnant. Leave me alone." People are something else. Isn't it crazy? Now, how do people pick and choose, though? Like, why the person didn't think Lotto was pregnant? Why she just just went in on her like that? And, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how, maybe do people, one was, how do people what, pick and choose? Maybe one was belly, and then the other lady said, didn't she say arms and legs oh, and lipo or something? I don't know. Please, man. Everybody, disconnect from social media. I'm telling you, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Please read that book. Please. All right, now, Squid Game. If you guys loved that and thought it was shocking at the same time, the creator of Squid Game is planning something else that is, quote, even worse, okay? And it's a film. The working title is called Killing Old People Club or KO Club. It's based on a novel, according to Variety. They said it will be more violent than Squid Game, and he reportedly already has developed a 25-page treatment for the movie. Mm -hmm. He expects it will be yet another controversial film. Where's Squid Game 2, though? I thought they were working on that. I thought he was if doing If they're not doing it in the hood, it's pointless. I don't know, but... Do it in the hood. Everybody trying to repay their PPP loans. <laughs> for everybody who's in the hole with PPP loans, student loan debt. That's good. That, 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 that's, that's, good. that's the new squid game. And they got to do some wild stuff to get That's what that I'm money. saying. To get, to get out of student loan debt yeah. and to pay that PPP loan back. That'd well, be squid wild. Game and back child support payments. There's no timeline set, yeah. but set for the production, but they did confirm in November that it is going to happen, but there's uh, no timeline for that second season. What will be some of the challenges, though, on Squid Game 2? I haven't thought about it, but I have, yeah. I have the premise down. The premise is the hood, mm -hmm. and it's all the people that owe child support, PPP loans, and student loan debt. Okay. Maybe y'all should start a challenge up here.
the two of you. No, I mean, we, we should submit a script, but they got it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your rumor report. We could always do a parody movie, though. Do our own. I ain't doing no movies with you. I, we can produce it. I know how it ends. I wouldn't you call you anyway. I'll call Mike Epps. Salute oh, to Mike Epps. Mike oh. Epps is great. Oh, Dion. Dion Taylor, they're great at those parody movies. All your movies, I know how they end. How? All right. You know. All right. I don't know. We what got rumors next. I don't know we, either. We got front that page was rumors. Next. We got front page next. What are we talking about? Uh, yes. You know, Easter is coming up. And remember those Cadbury's cream eggs that are so popular? Have y'all ever ate those? No. Mm-mm. Around the holidays? Mm-mm. I did used to love those, but it looks like... Um, Shouldn't eat those anymore, and we'll tell you why. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. I teamed up with Zyrtec for this allergy relief message. Springtime brings vibrancy to the air and pollen, so I take Zyrtec when allergy symptoms start. Save the tissues and live vibrantly with Zyrtec. Starts working at hour one and stays strong day after day. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now, last night, NCAA basketball tournament, I went to sleep halftime. Me too. North Carolina was up by, what, like 16. But Kansas came back and bust their ass. Kansas won last night, 72-69. Yeah, I went to sleep uh, before the first half was over because North Carolina was up so much. I woke up this morning. You couldn't tell me North Carolina wasn't going to be the national, the men's national champions. I definitely thought so. But what else we got, Yeezy? All right. Well, an investigation has uncovered the horrible truth about Cadbury's cream eggs. Now, you know, that is one of the best-loved brands around Easter. It's a classic cream egg, 200 million sold every year. And each one comes with a Cocoa Life stamp to show that the ingredients are ethically sourced. But Channel 4's dispatches did a whole... A child labor abuse study and they actually went to Ghana, West Africa where they did an investigation. Reporter Anthony Barnett met children as young as 10 performing work on cocoa farms in the blazing heat for up to nine hours a day. Small children with three foot machetes going through the tough weeds with no protective clothing uh, and many of them had a lot of injuries from the hazardous work. The farmers are paid so little they can't afford to hire adults to work on the farm so they have to use their children. They're paid less than two pounds a day for the cocoa that they sell. And so that's that's the U.S. company that now owns Cadbury. So uh, the kids are taken out of school to work on the farm. And there were also cases where it wasn't children belonging to the family, but they bought kids from elsewhere to work on the farm. You know, if y'all started to dig into, uh, you know, the thing, goods that are produced by child labor... It's a lot of stuff we would have to give up. Y'all do know that, right? I am sure. Like, I, why, why is it just a, a stu- uh, investigation in the Cadbury? Well, this is just one thing here now. I mean, there's investigations all the time about child labor in other countries. Yeah, alcoholic beverages, your iPhones. Like, it's so many goods that are produced by child labor throughout the world. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with bringing attention to those things. But I want people know about it so that no perhaps doubt. everybody who eats these every year, like we said, 200 million sold every year, and no Easter doubt. is coming but up. But I wonder who knows, right? Because when you do an order, right? When you place an order mm-hmm. in, in something overseas, you place that order. You don't know who's doing the work. You, you Most of the time, people don't get a chance to visit. You just order these things because it's, it's usually cheap. Yeah, and it's always easy to give up things like Cadbury eggs. I don't eat no damn Cadbury eggs. I see. Well, 200 million people buy them every year. No so. doubt. But when you start, what about these iPhones? Are you willing to give those up? Well, let's you see. Know? I mean, I don't know the story behind that. What's well, going What's going on with the iPhones? Look it up. Like, child labor is all throughout no, the country. Like, this know. isn't new. Yeah, this isn't new. This isn't a new know. conversation. 
All right. Now, MSNBC host Tiffany Cross has held a panel about the conversation of Will Smith's Oscar slap. And here's what she had to say about why white people should sit this one out. I'm going to put this in context for, um, you know, our, our, our white fellow countrymen as best I can. And really, truly, uh, black America, there is a commonality amongst us all. And if we went to a white person's home and it was their family dinner and we were sitting there at the table and the mother hauled off and slapped the father and everybody at that table has an opinion. You know, the sister is like, Mom, you always do this. And the brother is like, I can't believe you guys are doing this. And dad is like, you're terrible. If I weigh in as the guest in this home and I say, yeah, you guys are terrible. Everybody's like, I'm sorry. When did you get into opinion i highly disagree tiffany newsflash oscars is white business it's big broad mainstream american business everyone was watching that especially white folks and contrary to our popular belief uh the oscars is still so white everybody in the world can weigh in on the oscars like we're we're, we're actually the guests at the oscars all right. Well, that was something that was very controversial, and I saw that on social media. With that was a lot controversial? Of, yeah, a lot of different people were weighing in on it. It ended up going viral, that clip. Some people agreed, some people didn't. What was controversial about it? I mean, some people were saying that um, this is not a race thing, and so we shouldn't make it a race thing, and some people were in agreement with her, saying that how black people relate to each other is something that white people should sit out. Yeah, but to say that is white people can't weigh in on it at the Oscars, it's the Oscars. It's like, is there a whiter show? Now, they all did agree, though, on the panel that violence is not the answer, and they all did condemn Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock also. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now, when we come back, comedian Earthquake will be joining us. We're going to kick it with him. He has a special on Netflix called Legendary, produced by Dave Chappelle. So we'll talk to Earthquake when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. The legendary <laughs> comedian Earthquake. Welcome, brother. Well, thank you. It's an honor, man. I've been looking forward to this day for a long time to be on this show, man. And it's an honor and privilege to be here. How you feeling this morning, brother? I'm blessed, man, to be quite honest with you. I'm very blessed, man, and things are good. Things are good. You look like it. You look like you look, the money look right. Well, you know, it finally got through a 30-year overnight sensation. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? 30 years. Right. So took this while for everybody else to see what I've been doing for 30 years. But, it, you know, it came through. How have you stayed so relevant in these 30 years? Most comedians, well, a lot of people don't have a long career, but your career keeps going and, and you keep reinventing yourself. Well, the truth of the matter is, you know, when you have a talent such as mine, persistence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're dealing with a thing that's subjective, you know, what's funny to one person, not be funny to the other. And then on top of that, to be honest with you, when you cater to our people, I'm not a mainstream comedian such as, like, I lived here in New York. I didn't do um, the clubs that here. I always did, like, our clubs, the nightclubs, mm-hmm. where I have our people at entertaining them. And it takes a, you know, a longer time to get to that point. And um, to be quite honest with you, the 30 years, none of the people who um, my consumers and people see own TV shows or networks to give me the necessary breaks that what it was needed. Well, that's changed now. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Randy oh. Pulse. oh, man, it's in there. It's sweet over here now. I ain't lying to you, Charlamagne. It's lit. You got, the, yeah. you got the sitcom coming? Yes, I got the sitcom. I got, um, I'm got. i doing uh, my tour, my first tour that actually is mine with one of y'all friends here. Donnell. Donnell Rollins. <laughs> we doing um, 20 city tours on that. I did my first lead in the movie with Donnell. So, um, 
we did that together and uh life is good oh it's yeah good. man getting a lot of texts hey big head oh, you, know wow. <laughs> you know i saw dave Chappelle performing in atlanta over the weekend and one of the things he was talking about was your special and he was saying this is the first time i'm producing a special that i'm not in so what was that like for you guys to even come together to decide to do that? Well, you know, I knew, I've been known Dave for over, ooh, 25, 30 years. I mean, I own my own club in Atlanta, and um, we booked him. And I seen how much money we was paying him. I was like, who the hell is this month? So, <laughs> how long ago was this? Uh, ooh, this was 93, 94. Oh, wow. Yeah, just see, Dave has always been the LeBron James of our profession, baby Jesus. He always had it. Mm -hmm. The mainstream never, you know, loved him to death, you know. And um, so when we booked him, I'm like, who is this kid we paying all this money to? So I went to pick him up, and we started kicking in. Then when he stepped on stage and I heard his first joke, I said, I see why they pay him that kind of money. This is, this is interesting, fun. though, because a lot of people say they didn't feel like Dave came up through the black circuit back in the day. Well, he didn't, but my club was more or less... I put comedians on that was comedians on, though it was an urban club. It was white, it was, I I, oh, I, I took comedians that was funny and introduced all type of comedians to our, you know, our crowd and the rest of it. And he didn't do many black clubs, but he did mines, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it was a blessing on that part. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. until like the Chappelle show when black people got on. Exactly. And no, I mean, no fault to him. Like I said, it's two different ways to get it. Most of the ones that really get it like Dave come through the main clubs, mm -hmm. you know, and people such as me and the Bruce Bruce, the Arnaz, the rest of them that cater to our people. It takes us a little longer to get known and um, for the other side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whichever way you want to get it down. The, the other misconception is that comedians are broke because they don't see y'all. Right. But y'all in these clubs every weekend. The, the, one of the strangest things to me recently is watching, you know, Kanye fans go at DL and they're like, you irrelevant, you broke. I'm like, DL probably richer than all of y'all. I know he richer than I know he is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all you got to do is do the math. Um, club hosts 350 people. Mm -hmm. Charge $40. You ask for 90% of the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you do eight shows. A weekend. A weekend. A weekend. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was pulling $3 million in a year, you know, and didn't even nobody know who I was other than the people that knew who I was. Yeah. So I had already exceeded my expectation for my life. You understand what I'm saying? Does so, the IRS know about that number? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they know. <laughs> yeah, they know that. Yeah, but no, they knew that before. They came in when my ex-wife snitched on me. She said, he does not pay his taxes. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, man, first day of trial. <laughs> I want to put something on the record. He Damn. does not even pay his taxes. Damn. Said, Oh man, I was with her for three years. It took nine years to get a divorce. I Damn! Said, I said I could have killed her and been out on probation by now. This is ridiculous. I said this is ridiculous. But that was the first day of trial. She turned me in. Best thing ever happened. Made me turn myself in. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go and you get you a um, tax lawyer and say, listen here, man. <laughs> you got, How much no, did you have to pay? I owed um, close to $4 million. Woo! So, But no, everybody against Trump. But when he Trump 
passed that tax bill and they gave that forgiveness. You got you. you got I got forgave. <laughs> I got forgave. <laughs> I ran down there with that check and here you go. I ain't gonna tell you how much it was, but it was nowhere near four million. Thank God. And, oh, thank God. God. Oh man, I'm just telling you, I was sitting there, here you go. It was the first day. It took me like 15 years between me and Uncle Sam with his molesting self because he played with you anytime he wanted to. And then you, oh. One now. other thing you talk about in your special is you got your prostate exam right. for the first time. Right. What's funny about that? Well, it is funny because <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, the procedure itself is against everything we are as a man. And you have to put really love yourself to say, okay, I will take on this uncomfortable procedure. Now, some people like, yeah. I'm just saying, some people don't mind it. Well, I don't know who that is. I know I do. <laughs> I mean, it starts it with the blood now, though. Now they do the blood test. Yes, but see, from the blood, they look at your PSA and see what the level is. And that will make you go and see should they look further and when they did mines it was high and it turned out I just had a large prostate yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah. but you have to go and you constantly have to monitor and make it do but the uncomfortableness oh it was and it was unexpected for you because it's not like you prepared well you don't you go get a physical and then they tell you your prostate is and then they do a referral your primary doctor give you a referral and next thing this dude is right here telling you bend over like hold up man we gotta make another appointment this was just a consultation that's <laughs> <laughs> why I said it ain't all about the PSA levels sometimes the doctor think you're cute yeah come on over here yeah, yeah you cute no you big finger bastard <laughs> no you ain't putting that NFL knuckle in here you better bring somebody else in here you know, that's my wife to leave the other day would you leave for a second, I'm like, whoa, 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 no, no, she can stay with me. Yeah, oh, you want her to watch? Me, and then no, he told me what they got to do. I'm like, babe, you can, you can step outside for a second. <laughs> now nah, you, that's the last thing you want your woman nope. to see. Yeah, that's like, oh man, I'd rather see somebody whoop your ass than to see your wife. <laughs> you over there cringing, man, because he broke me down. I just, I, <laughs> yeah, right I mean, they go, but I just broke down. Knees went weak. <laughs> Went straight to Damn. my stomach. I was, <laughs> I was no good, man. So you have to stand up. Or what you... Well, you bend over. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean. You and you got to crush it. You know, push yourself. And you, once you hear that glove snap, it's on. <laughs> you know, did, you, did you cry? Did you cry? Yeah, I cried. I said, <laughs> and I told him in, in the joke. I bet not go home and Google and find this another way you could have tested me. <laughs> this better be the only way you could have came to this conclusion. Or I swear I'm coming back and whipping your ass in front of all this equipment. Well, it's good that you did, though, because black men are, are not only more likely to be diagnosed with prostate cancer, but also more likely to die from it. True. Yeah. And, and the procedure has a lot to do. Plus, it's a silent killer. You don't mm -hmm. get right. no, you know, you don't break out of no rash nope. or no herpy thing on your face. You, know? <laughs> you need something on it. So, uh, you know, we'll just ignore it. And it, it, for black men, too, we don't like going to the doctor because we feel, you know, once you get the diagnosis, it's a death sentence, <clears throat> which, no. Your ancestors pay to build this country. The least, the least this country can do is take care of you. That's right. That's and that's right. always, I always felt that. All right, we got more with Earthquake. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with comedian Earthquake. He has a special on Netflix right now called Legendary. Why is a special so important for a comedian? For me... It was special for the world to see what I've been doing for 30 years with a new platform. Because it's kind of like, you know, somebody comes see a live show, mm -hmm. they see it and it's over with, Charlamagne. Mm -hmm. But the special is seen by masses, you know, it's sitting there. 
and it solidifies your work. Like y'all come up here, y'all so culturally relevant that y'all set the tone. This MC is better because we love him for his bars and his music. Y'all sick here. I listen to y'all all the time. Comedy is the same way. Here's the work. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. who's funnier? Yeah. Not who's the better movie star, because remember, all the comedians that movie star got all their work based on them being funny. That's right. You understand? Right. They didn't That's compete right. against Denzel. They didn't get, they got the job off of it. So if we're going to talk about funny, then you have to put your work out here and say, let it speak for itself. Right. Let it speak for itself and tell me who qualified, what qualification it takes to get your approval to say, hey, his is the funniest or not the funniest. And that's 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 why specials are so important. So it sends it's like a shot across the bar to the rest of the comedian. Now this is what I got, because all those credits you got don't matter nothing when you touch that stage. It'll get you the first five minutes of hey, people happy to see you. Then they sit in their seat and say, I right, bring it to you, and it it can't save you. And we don't have nobody. You can't bring no dancers out. You can't say let the DJ play. Yeah. <laughs> can't bring another rapper up and let him rap. You can't play another person's song beat to get them off you. It's just you. And I love it. Yeah, and if you're a certain age, it's like it's like a comedian's album, right? Cause yes. I can say Earthquake the funniest, but then somebody going to be like, well, what joke is it? What yes. special is it? I got to right. be able to point to it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And that's why it's so important. Here's the work. Here it is. Now put it on here, and it don't matter how many movies you've been in, what TV show you got. In our world, that nutted Mac. If you right. say you the funniest, why? Why why's your name Earthquake? Because um, I came up with this name in case this hustle didn't work. I wasn't gonna mess up my good name. You know what I mean? So if the, <laughs> <laughs> the comedy didn't work, they like, "What's up, Quake?" Hey, my Quake. My, my name Nathaniel. I don't know Earthquake. <laughs> the hell, don't you? <laughs> but it did work out. So that's why I named myself Earthquake. You know, to be to tell the truth about it. I wrote a joke one time. Said, you know, anytime your mother take every precautions to make sure she doesn't get pregnant and conceive a child, and she still get pregnant, there's nothing else you can name that child but a natural disaster. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Would you get married again after everything you went through? Yes. I believe in marriage. I just married the wrong person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I really married the wrong person. And um, now that the woman I have in my life now let me know that I married the wrong person and I was dating the wrong women in my life. So, you know, once you get a quality woman in your life and you know what a woman can bring to the table in her totality. I was more of a superficial type of dude, just appreciating the physical attribute of the women, not even seeing all the other things that was that was available to making me a better man. And once I seen that, it changed my whole life. I bet you had to, like you just said, you had to make adjustments with yourself too, though. Yeah. You had to become a better man. Well, it does, but I, by better man, I should have demanded more. Mm-hmm. I settled for the least of what a woman had to offer instead of the most. Mm. I was I was feeling complete with just having, you know, to be honest with the achievement of the physical connection that I had with it, you know, that was it. Yeah, I got I a bad, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm banging. This is what I got. That's it. So that's, I, at the ignorant point, was thinking that's what you have women for. Not, I mean, not having for, but... To, um, that's, it fulfills their description with you, and that was so far off, so primitive, so what, primitive. What was your thoughts when Chappelle came to you and said he wanted to do this special? 
Well, I thought it was a prank because um, the president of uh, Netflix called me and called my agent and said, uh, Dave Chappelle would like permission to have your number to call you. I just signed a verbal deal for him to produce your special. I thought they was pranking me like one of them Ricky or one of them doing one of them prank calls. So I said, sure. And then um, Dave called me, hey, I want to do your special. <laughs> I said, bet. And we put it together. And I knew it was going to be a game changer because of who he was. Wow. Where'd y'all shoot it? My hometown, Washington, D.C. Yes, but in a black club called uh, the uh, Jazz Club there, Blues and Jazz Club there. So and I, I want to do that. I know y'all had a relationship, but y'all must not have had y'all must not have been in in communication that much for the agent to call you. Well, we we had um, you know I just that's just think that's his process on how to do it. Mm -hmm. Dave does is he reminds me of Dr. Dre. You know what I mean? I worked with Dr. Dre when I was doing those uh, sp the voices for those speakers that he did. You know, and uh, he was he was in the lab putting having to make us say the words over and over again. Mm -hmm. He was particular how he did it, and Dave's the same way, and. Um, his way was letting Netflix call me to get the phone, get my phone number for me to tell. Make it feel more tell. official. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more official. What voice did you do for Dr. Dre? Um, you know them beats, uh, those beats speakers that they had yeah. out? Yeah. We used to, me, Corey Holcomb, I forgot the other person. We was the voices for that. Really? Yeah, man. And we had to go into the studio with Dr. Dre. And I mean, he would have us going over the words. I'll say, listen, man, I'm not a rapper. It's the only way I could say the this many times. Can you say the like this? I said, I said the. God damn. But he was particular about it, and um, we got it in. All right, we got more with Earthquake. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with comedian Earthquake. His special, Legendary, is on Netflix right now. Now, we got to ask you, what were your thoughts on the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap? Um, Are you scared to go on stage now? No. Do you, you have any trauma, Earthquake? No. You sure? I'm perfectly trauma. Personally speaking, I feel sorry for uh, Will because, you know, he's being beaten, abused by Jada. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> That's what happens when a man is in love with a woman that doesn't love him. And he's doing everything to try to make sure that try to win her love. And I've been there before. You have to make a decision. Either accept it for the love she's getting in and just accept that and or just leave it alone. But you will never, ever win her over because you can't make her heart feel what it don't, and she don't. And her actions that night showed it. And um, I feel for him, and what I guess he feels that. Huh? What do you mean the actions that night? I mean, even if he felt that, she, that he disrespected her, she knows her man, and she saw he was about to go up here. A woman that loved you will stop you. And then, you know, we do radio. We know the, the rules of FCC. He was at the Oscars, and he, Will, doesn't even cuss, and he's out here using profanity on a live broadcast. He know Hollywood. He knows the rules. She didn't try to stop him on there on two occasions. And then lastly, man, um, she has yet to release the statement to say, hey, man, my man is a good man. He lost his cool not indicative of who he is. He got over three decades of good work towards the people. He never had that. He lost his cool enough. No. She left a statement. I'm in to, I can't quote her, but it's a time of healing. I'm here. Yeah, healing what the season. hell? The healing season. I wonder, I wonder though, I, I, I like the fact they haven't released a statement other than to just hold themselves accountable. 
Like you know, what I'm saying do red table talk. Yeah, he, he hasn't he hasn't deflected at all. Like that's well, rare. I mean, she hasn't. She uh, protecting your man. Nothing. Well, she should protect her man. He, the reason what he did was in protecting her, mm-hmm. and your woman will come out and vouch for you that that's not you. That is not him. It's just a natural, in my humble opinion, a natural reaction for a woman who sees the significance of what he did and what it's going to cost them if he was doing it for you. They probably decided not to say anything until they they probably release a joint statement together or an interview together, something like that. Yeah, but at some point, man, you can't look was um, politically correct. You have to circle the wagons and say, this is my man. This is what I care about. He's not like this. He lost it that day. He's human. And please don't let this night, you know, define who he is as a person. Like, how do we know they not? Like, how do we know, like, maybe, like I said, maybe they just sitting back like, you know what? We'll speak when we're ready. Like, why do they have to speak now? Like, what's the point? Who they, who they doing that for? <laughs> you do, you're doing it for your husband because your husband is taking it to the face right now. He's losing projects. He's they're they're holding up on projects. He's he's he has made a egregious area on things that he is patting his whole life mm-hmm. to not see. I remember when Will was taking shots for not being a by not being a rapper who cussed That's right. and who was looked as corny and the rest of it. And he dealt with all that without being hammer and going with bump to the bumps and changing this. <laughs> he didn't hold he he didn't succumb to the pressure on the outside. This is real. Get jiggy with it. Parents don't understand cussing on national television at the Oscars. The place that he felt that he was going to be the trophy for the best actor. I mean he he covered he came from a rapper to a movie star to a television star and then got recognized as his highest level. Yeah. Yeah, not justifying what he did. What he did was wrong, but clearly that shows you something was wrong. Yeah. Something that, was off. That yeah. Yo, woman, listen, man, we all seen them dudes that you better not say nothing to that woman. That woman can't even hold them back when he gone. He jealous over his woman. It's man. I used to say this all the time. I say, man, that woman, I take pictures with women all the time, man. And you could look at the dudes that you could just see. He'll kill everybody in here for her. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I disown him. I'm like, listen, I'm just hugging her right now. Because <laughs> I don't have enough bullets to stop you. <laughs> to come you from coming because I see the love in your eyes. You will kill everybody in here for her. So let me put my hand down while you yeah. take that picture with me. You see him. She knows him. She known for my man. He would. There's women out here known for my man. My man will kill you over me. What you, I have to control him. What are your thoughts on uh, all comedians right now? A lot of comedians attacking her. Why not? And my problem with our women, because I've never dated nothing but black women. But my only thing is, y'all gotta stop harboring these fugitives. If they wrong, if they wrong, they wrong. You understand? Because we're talking about her, we don't mean we banishing all black women. So let that fugitive out here deal with the consequences of this because you harboring that fugitive inside. And let's bring her on out here to be properly dealt with. It's just that simple. Well, the main thing I think that is, is Chris Rock also. You know, because I think it's a shame that he was up there, he was like kind of flustered after that and I felt like nobody protected Chris Rock when that happened because 
They were able to sit back in the seat and just watch the rest of the show, go out and party. But that has to be devastating for that to happen. His kids seeing it, family seeing it, you know. Of course. That is the main thing. Like, now what happens? That should never have been okay to yeah. let the show go on. Well, Will knew who he could slap, where he could slap. You, got, you can also, in my humble opinion, he knew who was running the production. <laughs> he knew it was Will Packard and certain people he felt that he can get away with. You knew that when he assaulted Chris and then turned his back and walked off. There's no one else. Everybody know Chris is not that kind. We call him Switzerland because Chris don't want no problems, man. Chris. But that's how we always felt about Will, too. Yeah. Until but, that moment. And then yeah. until that moment, we always felt the same way about Will. But when you got that devil in you and that woman that don't love you, God. she's sick to moan him <laughs> like I, a pit bull. Go get him. Took the leash off of him. Y'all really believe that? I know that. He was laughing too. He looked over and then she said, "That's funny." Oh, okay. Ah, go get him. Ah, and she sat back <laughs> and she's put the pit bull on him and he was biting him and biting him and sat back down. She sat him back down and looked at it and laughed. That's why when when Chris said, "You know, Will just came up here and slapped the shit out of me," she laughed. Like, hey, see that I got that power. Say something to me again. I sick him on you again. <laughs> <laughs> I sick him on you again. Down, boy. If you were Chris. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you uh, press charges and sue Will? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah right. I mean, I'm suing everybody. And the Oscars. Oh man, the Oscars, ABC for showing it. <laughs> That's emotional distress. Yeah, man, you, you listen. He is Chris Rock. You damaged right. my brand. That's right. I'm gonna live with this punch. That's Forever right. is going to be show. I That's need right. 200 million from him, 100 million from the That's Oscars, right. and right. another 100 million for ABC for That's showing right. it to That's everybody. Right. Right. If you could delay, if you can delay the words, you could delay the slap. You wanted to show the, and then bad enough, you let him sit down there and still watch the show, right. then gave him an award and let him speak longer than anybody else. I need 200 million. I need it all the way through. <laughs> I need two hundred million. Yeah. I need. Still, yeah, he still hasn't spoken about it. <laughs> no. And so they, yeah. He spoke on it. I'm still processing it. That's right. As a man yeah. that's been through legal processing, that's right. That's right. That means, <laughs> I'm just letting it wait when I'm gonna drop it on it. I'm still processing it. And this, that's trauma. You're getting all yeah, the ducks in a row. Yeah. So when he land that lawsuit, yeah. boom. Bro, he got all all them lawyers looking at. Let's drop it on him now. We got everything together. This the time, baby. Come on, you want to slap? Somebody, yeah. Oh, man. You you're gonna pay how much you think you love her. Oh Lord have mercy. These are gonna be the most expensive red bottoms you ever pay for. You you think it is? Hey, hey, I'm coming up in there. You better get it. I will sue everybody. Everybody. All the fees that put it out. Oh man. Earthquake ladies <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's an honor, man. Been wanting to be on your uh, show for a long time. Not as a uh, as a colleague, but as an artist, because y'all, you know, you mean a lot to people's career. Because y'all could have sat been up here. Yeah, you could have came up here anytime. Like, yeah, way. man. Yeah, I was waiting. I mean, I was waiting for the invitation, and it's been an honor, man. And tickets on sale right now for the Legendary Tour featuring Donnell Rollins, starring uh, Earthquake and Please. And it's an honor and a privilege to be up here with you, brothers and sister, Angela. Right. Thank you. Well, it's yeah. Earthquake. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. About time. What's going on? Yo. Rumor Report, Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Well, Andy Cohen yesterday ended up apologizing during Watch What Happens Live. Now, he offended nurses. One of his guests was Sierra Miller, who was a nurse and member of the cast of Bravo TV's Summer House. And here's what he had to say. Thank you. You're actually a nurse? Yeah. And this is what you look like? Hey, man. Wow. So he was telling her how beautiful she was and was surprised that she was a nurse. Well, a lot of oh, nurses damn. on social media responded, some of them posting their own pictures, and they were offended that he was acting like she couldn't be this attractive and be a nurse. And here is Andy apologizing halfway through the show. Just want to say before we go on, I have offended the nurses of America and internationally. <laughs> I apologize. I was merely mentioning that Sierra looks like a supermodel. I know that many nurses look like, it is no condemnation of nurses. All nurses are hot. All nurses are hot. All nurses have the biggest hearts in the universe. Here, here. And they are beautiful inside and out. I am sorry if I offended anyone. By the way, that's how I know Andy's gay. Because stereotypically, nurses have always been hot. When you watch pornos and stuff like that. I knew you were going to say that. It's the truth, though. Even Biggie said, you know, the nurses is loving me, giving me SpongeBob. Like, nurses have stereotypically always been hot, especially in porno movies. Well, yeah, and that's, that's the, the hot Halloween. That's the hot Halloween costume. That's the costume. hot costume. That's what you the want Halloween, your yeah. woman to role play as. Like, I've, yes, nurses have always been stereotypically hot. Remember when Envy came as a nurse one year for Halloween? That I don't remember. She made that up. <laughs> mm. All right. Cardi B's legal battle against Tasha Kay is continuing, and she did also win a gag order. So now YouTuber Tasha Kay has to delete videos and never repost them. Uh, she had sued Tasha Kay back in 2019 over what her lawyers are saying was a malicious campaign to hurt her career and reputation. Now she is forbidden from discussing Cardi in relation to herpes, cocaine, and other slanderous matters. And also... Um, has to take down those videos where she's saying things about her that are negative and nasty and also not true. So Tasha Kay and her legal team are still planning to appeal this verdict. If they do overturn the verdict, the injunction would be nullified. So You that, do know the verdict not getting overturned, right? I know. Oh, okay. I, I don't even this, understand why How is it still going on? Though? I don't know why she's wasting her money on the appeals and stuff either. Like It feels like sometimes you just have to take the L and say, you know what would be big if you just said sorry. I did make things up. You know, your documents showed you never had herpes. I was saying things that were not true in an intent to be malicious. And I hope this is a lesson for everyone. But that's not going to happen. Would it be big if she paid a million dollars? Whatever how much she owes, that'd be big. It's like four million or something like that. That'd be big. She paid that four (laughs) mil. All right. Now, Tiger Woods is taking another step toward the first tee Thursday morning to play in his 24th Masters opening round. He's been practicing. They're saying that he looks really good. You know, this is a big deal because he had that major car crash. Mm -hmm. And so this is something people thought he would never even be able to really walk again. So for him to even be able to play golf again, and they said that uh, more than 35,000 people were on the grounds yesterday just trying to get a glimpse of him even just practicing. So this would be huge for golf if he does end up playing on Thursday. And so we are praying that that does happen for him. All right, 50 Cent has blamed Incompetent Stars Network for the Power Book 4 Force episode leak. He was furious when he learned that episode 9 of Power Book 4 Force had been leaked. He went on Instagram. You know how he does. And he shared a screenshot of a Twitter that read, Somebody leaked episode 9 of Force. And I'm telling you, this is the best episode this season. If you have stars, you can watch episode 9 of Power Force. And he, of course, went and uh, expressed his frustration with stars in the caption. See, they leaked the episode again. These people are 
incompetent. I went to Harvard. So the F what I, so the F what SMH. Hmm? He said, I went to Harvard. So the F what SMH. Oh, okay. So he was going. Oh, he's saying like the executive, the executive saying, oh, I went to Harvard. Harvard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So yes, once again, he's upset at um <laughs> at stars. It's an ongoing thing. I feel like. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Amy Schumer has revealed the one joke that she was not allowed to tell at the Oscars, and I do have to say, I don't think this joke would have went over well. Do you guys want to hear it? Sure. All right. So she jokes that she allegedly wasn't allowed to say on TV. Uh, this joke. Don't Look Up is the name of a movie. More like Don't Look Down the Barrel of Alec Baldwin's Shotgun. Don't Look Up. Yeah, that wouldn't have went over well. It's just not, it's not funny, first of all. Don't Look Up is the name of a movie. Don't Look Down. Was it a shotgun? I don't think it was a shotgun. No, it wasn't a shotgun. Yeah. She said, I w- things gotta make sense. I, 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 she said, I wasn't allowed to say any of that at the Oscars, but you can just come up and slap someone. This was during one of her stand-ups. Somebody reported on it. You know you can't record it, though. So. Oh, she's probably joking. They probably never really wrote that. That's probably a joke. For, if, if she did that at her stand-up show, if she probably was riffing at her stand-up show. This is why they don't allow cameras and videos <laughs> at stand-up shows, mm-hmm. because then people hear things, and then they try to explain what they heard, and that's probably not even what she said. Well, they also said during the set she did um, have jokes planned against about Joe Rogan and the sexual misconduct allegations against James Franco, but I guess those didn't happen either. But I guess she was talking about a lot of jokes that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. Charlamagne, we give it a donkey too. Man, four after the hour uh, is a prime example of why you cannot become what you claim to hate. Okay, there's a, a North Carolina medical student who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with her. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you're a true music lover, you live for that connection with your favorite music and artists. Now, thanks to One Of and the NFT revolution, that connection is about to get much deeper. Learn more about One Of, the new green NFT platform built for the music community at oneof.com. The donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. We're Charlemagne the Devil. Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey today for Tuesday, April fifth goes to Cashel Del Rosario, a fourth-year med student at Wake Forest University. Now, I've told y'all a million times on this radio, I hate performative wokeness. Okay, all you woke people need to get some sleep because you so tired and you don't make sense when you're tired. Okay, sleep deprivation slows down your brain cells. Do you know research shows reaction times are dulled as much by being sleepy as they are by alcohol? So yes, take your woke ass to sleep. Okay, Cashel Del Rosario is a prime example of a woke human who needs to get some damn rest. Okay, see, Cashel, according to the Daily Mail, is an apparent transgender rights advocate who last year published an essay calling on the Senate to protect trans health. Good for her. Okay, that's the cause she believes in. That's her bag. I respect her advocacy. But what I don't respect is be, is people becoming what it is they claim to hate. I, re, I repeat, I respect her advocacy. But what I don't respect is people becoming what it is they claim to hate. Let me explain. See, Cashel said... A patient mocked her she, her pronoun badge. So Cashel went to Twitter and tweeted this. I had a patient I was doing a blood draw on. 
see my pronoun pin and loudly laugh to the staff. She, her, well, of course it is. What other pronouns even are there? It, I missed his vein, so he had to get stuck twice. If you don't understand what that tweet means, then what she did was allegedly brag online about intentionally injuring a patient. Cashel has claimed to have purposefully missed the patient's vein during a blood draw so she would have to jab him twice. Now, since the tweet, Cashel has taken down all her social media accounts, okay? All of them gone because she realized quickly that her whole future is potentially in jeopardy, all because she wants to entertain a bunch of nothing-ass nobodies online. Do you realize these internet people not dying for you? Do you realize these folks on the internet are not paying your bills? Why did you do this? And then immediately run to social media for validation. This is what I mean when I say the internet impacts our brains in ways we don't understand because she made this decision to poke this man twice based off the validation she was hoping to receive from social media. People, our lives are not reality shows. Okay, everything is not a scene to be shared on social media. We spend so much time worried about what people on social media are thinking that we forget to actually think for ourselves. Not to mention, Cashel, you're a trans rights activist, right? So what you want is equality and you want, you know, trans rights to be protected. You know, well, maybe you should be the change you want to see in the world. Maybe you should practice what you're preaching. Okay, you wouldn't want any harm to come to a trans person over what they believe. So why would you harm a patient for what they believe? Last I checked. Doctors had a duty to care, not discriminate, even though we know they do. Okay, the black maternal death rate shows how much doctors discriminate. All right, so this, systemic racism is a key risk factor for maternal death and illness. So you are fighting against discrimination of trans people, but then you discriminate against one of your patients because they mocked your pronouns. You do know with that mentality, you're not fit to be a doctor, right? Last I checked, it was illegal for a physician to refuse services based on race, ethnicity, gender, religion, or sexual orientation. I would assume it's also illegal to hurt a patient because said patient said something uh, you don't like. All right, you can't act like you're better than this patient because this patient mocked your pronouns. Okay, all verbal. Maybe you could have used that opportunity to teach, but instead you used it to not only try to hurt him, but you used it to put perform for social media you cared more about your relationship with the internet than you did your relationship with your patient that's not the kind of doctors i want in our medical system okay this young lady cashel del rosario uh is aspiring to be a medical doctor she graduated in 2017 with a bachelor's degree from the university of virginia and now she's about to throw away all that hard work for you disease digital d heads come on man I tell y'all all the time, I am not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, nor am I the strongest Avenger. There is a lot of things I don't know. In fact, right now, one of the things that is perplexing me the most is why we don't talk about Bruno. Okay? I asked my six-year-old and three-year-old why we don't talk about Bruno, and they said because he left the family or he turned his back on the family. I'm like, are y'all watching Encanto or Goodfellas? The moral of the story is, I don't know much, but I do know that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Okay? MLK Jr. tried to tell us, Cashel, when they go low, you're either going to go high or medium. But in your position, okay, as an aspiring doctor, you can't take it to the floor with them. All right? Simply because you're supposed to be better than that. But in this moment, you aren't. All right, you let hate and poor judgment create in you uh, the character you have imagined in your enemies. And nobody is going to suffer the consequences of that but you. Please give Cashel Del Rosario the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, 
now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Yes, and in case you're wondering, Wake Forest said it is aware of the incident and taking measures to address this with the student. It is unclear if Del Rosario will face disciplinary action. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, Bomani Jones will be joining us. Uh, he hosts HBO's Game Theory Sunday nights at 1130 Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk to Bomani when we come back. All right. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Bullmoney Jones. How's it going, brother? Good, man. How about you? Doing good. Doing good. Blessed, black, and highly favored. Some people say you're the smartest man in sports. Like, literally, though. Don't you got, like, a high IQ? I mean, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I checked it, right? I take somebody else's word for it. You never did an IQ test? I mean, at some point, I guess. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. I mean, people say that, and it's interesting, because I know a whole lot of really smart people that mm-hmm. work in this. Like, I don't have a handle as to why it is people have decided that that's me. But, I mean, they're, they're, I let them ride with it. Yeah, not a bad label to have. No, no. I mean, it's worse things you can call me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, of course, you host Game Theory, your own show on HBO, but we got a lot to talk about today. Let's start off with, with, with some basketball. All right. What's going on with the Lakers, man? Why they look Waste so of a question. Waste of a question? No, Waste man, of a question. Because dudes is old. Like, when they got that team together. LeBron's still scoring over 30 points a game. So yeah. Even but, though he's old, he's still busting Yeah, ass. he's still there. But, like, with Russell Westbrook, it was like, if you've been watching, you knew this was going to happen. Like, like this was, he was old. He was at that point. But what he could do was he could put up numbers that would make you think he was better than he was. So you're like, yeah, we're still putting up 25 and 10 and 10. What's the big deal? They give up more points when he's out there than they do when he's not, mm-hmm. like the sum total. So, like, that's the big one. And then with LeBron, there was a time when having LeBron meant you were a championship contender, mm-hmm. simply on the fact of having him. The league got better. Mm-hmm. Having him doesn't even necessarily guarantee you get into the play-in, like let alone the playoffs. Right. It doesn't guarantee that anymore. So, like, with him, everybody rolls up. He's still really good, but he's not as good as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Ain't no ins- insult in that. And so now they're sorry. Yeah. I never yeah. thought that they were going to be good. I said that from the beginning. As soon as mm-hmm. they assembled that team, I, I was like, they, better than this everybody was like, the Lakers and the Nets in the mm-hmm. champ- championship. I was like, no way. No, the thing was, they wasn't good last year. That's right. <laughs> right? They wasn't good last year, and they got a dude who ain't good no more. And people were like, all right, cool. Well, it's on. Okay, buddy. Now, what about the Nets? Brooklyn Nets. What's your thoughts? How do we know, man? Like, they just got your man back. We'll see how it goes. Like, they should, in theory, win the East. Like, Kyrie and Kevin Durant really should be enough mm-hmm. for you to win the East, you would think. Even when you got more complete teams, though, like the Bucks, May man. You, you know, like the, the Nets man. don't play no defense at all. Yeah, and I said that last year, and then in the playoffs, it got going. Like, if Kyrie plays last year, they win, they win it. And that's even with Harden out there on a bad leg. Mm-hmm. They probably win it all last year if they didn't. The thing that gets me about the Nets is they're not interested. Like, forget about, like, just the straight basketball. They got all those dudes right. that they've had there. They're in this city. I mean, the city don't care about them, but they're here, right? Like, all of this stuff. But they're not interested. Like, there's no fun to it. Like, Kyrie, we used to have space cadets back in the day, but they were funny, right? Like, we would laugh at them. Yeah. when they Like, if we had a dude in 1995 wearing Ankh earrings and talking the stuff that Kyrie was talking, <laughs> he would also have jokes. Mm-hmm. My yeah. man don't ever have no jokes. Yeah. He's serious. Right. And so like, that he means every word of that yeah. craziness, right? So then we look at them, and it's like, okay, when y'all are good, y'all are really good, and it's cool to watch. 
But you don't see anybody that's just like, yo, I love them. Yo, that's my squad. That's the wildest part about it. When they went to Miami in the way that they did, they became villains. And so, like, if you roll for the bad guy in the movies, you could ride with them. If you roll for players trying to get money, you would ride with them, right? Mm-hmm. Or doing what they wanted to do. You had all these reasons that you could jump in and love them. Don't nobody love these dudes. Nah, probably don't even love these dudes. Yeah, they don't have no, it's, it's, it's no culture there. And what you said is very true. I think the reason people don't love them is because I don't think Kyrie loves the game. And the reason I say that is because he's always finding an excuse not to play. He said this week, can we get a, can we get another day off in between games? I'm like, yo, you just got back and started playing back to back. When that dude missed a game, I think it was last. It was either last year or this year. I can't remember. But he missed the stretch of games for personal reasons. And you know, once people say that, it's kind of like, okay, guess we gotta let that ride. Yeah. And then we looked up and it was his birthday. Now, I don't know if the personal reason was his birthday, right? I have no confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. But when we look up and realize it's your birthday, it's dog. You, yeah. No. You don't want to take a day off on your birthday, though? I work more than 82 of them. <laughs> like, like, that's the yeah. whole thing about it. Hey, man, you play in the NBA every day, your birthday. After the game, it's going to be your birthday, too. And I think that's why when uh, certain commentators are hard on them, like the Shannon Sharps, the Stephen A. Smiths, I think what they're essentially trying to say is, He's always finding a reason not yes. to play. So let's not say it's the vaccine and he's taking a stand. Like, if it wasn't the vaccine, it would be something else. Yeah, we also getting old. And we are at that point <laughs> where we look, you know, you know, but like, like every now and then something happens with a player or a dude. And I'm just like, man, I just want to put my arm around you and be like, hey, young fella, let me run a little game. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kyrie, if you were like the age, like Stephen A's hard on him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you fit mid fifties, and you look at a dude like this. It's hard to just look at it as just like a straight ahead. This is somebody my age that's yeah. doing this. You, it's hard not to look at it like, man, these kids is out here on some bullshit, man. Like I just don't understand why they behave like that. And I'm just old enough to look at Kyrie and be like, hey, little brother, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me come over here and yeah. holler at you. But he would be the dude if you tried to holler at you, would tell you that you didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, even if you are older, it's like LeBron is been the face of the league for however he's mm-hmm. been, right? But for 15 seasons, he only missed 71 games. Right. So he's out there. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, what excuse does any player have when you see that? Michael Jordan played 39 minutes a game when he was 40 years old with the Wizards. Like wow. He was out there every night wow. with it. You know? And But wow. something happened, and if you ask me where the NBA went wrong, and it's not even the whole league's fault, but this happened. When the Warriors won 73 games and didn't win a championship, the regular season stopped mattering. Mm. I think for a lot of people. And I think for a lot of mm. players, like the idea of winning as many games in the regular season, what's that matter? Only thing that matters is you win the championship, right? Mm. And so that load management stuff was overrated. It wasn't that many people like truly missing games. And it was only like two or three of them that you actually cared about if they missed a <coughs> game. Mm-hmm. But you see it. We don't watch regular season games with anticipation. So have you ever looked at the New York ratings on the Nets? Like when they play on TV, Mm-mm. nobody watches. Like it's hard to get people charged up about the regular season. Like yeah. everything the NBA wants, except for the Lakers being good. Like they prefer that, but you don't have that. But in the East, you finally got the East back. You got a good team in Miami. You got a good team in Philadelphia. You have a good team in New York, even if even if it's the Nets, right? But they're still here. Um, Boston had the best record in the East as a couple days ago, but they're right there in that mix. It's all that stuff. Yeah. How much do you hear people just talk about the NBA? Mm-hmm. Just you know, just on that. It doesn't happen like that anymore. So who wins it this year, in your opinion? And see, that's kind of the fun part. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I think we all guessing. Going in, I thought Miami was going to win the East and probably Phoenix in the West. If I had to guess, it's probably going to be Phoenix. Like, think about this. Phoenix went to the finals last year. Mm -hmm. Phoenix is killing it this year. They killed Mm -hmm. it without Chris Paul. They Mm -hmm. killed it with Chris Paul. 
When's the last time you heard somebody just talking about the Suns? That's right. Mm-hmm. Golden State was my preseason pick, so I'm sticking with them. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be between Golden State, Phoenix, and I, I wouldn't sleep on Memphis either. I would like it. I, Memphis. I don't know why people Memphis, say people say Philly, though, you put Philly in there? No. People say Memphis not now, but why not? And I just want good things to happen for the city of Memphis. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about a place. Like, I'm from Houston, right? We country and we don't hide it, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Memphis is on a whole nother level of that one, right? Like, this is who we are. This is how we get down. It's really not like anybody right. else. All of this stuff. And they got a basketball team that looked like, I mean, they scream and whoop that trick at basketball. That's games, right. Mm-hmm. That's NBA right. games, right? Like, not playground games. NBA games. Yeah, I want them to win. I would love for them to win as much as they possibly could. All right, we got more with Bomani Jones when we come back. Of course, he hosts HBO's Game Theory on Sunday nights, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Bomani Jones. He's the host of HBO's Game Theory. Charlamagne? You got a new show on HBO called Game Theory. What's the, what's the format of the show? I caught some. I caught a, like the Stephen A. Smith conversation. Mm-hmm. So, what's the format? Is that like it's an interview interview show? Or? It's got interviews. Like, okay. it's hard to say what we like. We got a little bit of everything at this point with the way that we're doing this. So, we're coming off the top in some form of fashion, kind of talking about the news of the sports week, right? But we do it on Sunday. We do it once a week. We got to tape it in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I can't just respond something like right away. So the Will Smith thing, for example, happened. Like Sunday 30 night. minutes before we aired. Oh, damn. So we're not going to be in a position to like turn that around. But I'm going to give you something off the top with that. We're doing interviews. The first couple shows, um, we had Stephen A. Smith the first show. We have Vince Staples um, on the second one. We have Roy Wood Jr. We got Tracy Morgan uh, coming up on the show this week. We got little interstitial content, pre-produced stuff. Some of it's scripted, some of it not, that we mm-hmm. just kind of throw in there to kind of give you a palate cleanser. And then what we want to do after that is like a longer essay that's going to explore something in sports. But... I got a team of six comedy writers behind us to help bolster up all of that stuff. We got a real strong field department, so we go out here and record stuff. And so what we're starting with is, if you watch any stuff I've done on ESPN, people like to hear what I think about something, Mm -hmm. right? Like, hey, what do you think about this? Whatever it happens to be. It might be sports. It might be not, right? But people just want to hit me. They go, what do you think about this? Okay, cool. So I'm coming in the meeting on Wednesday. Like, this is what I think about this. How do we put this together? It might be we put it together just by writing something out. It might be we put this together and we come up with some kind of field piece that we can go out there and shoot with people or with actors or whatever it is. But it all starts with what I'm thinking. And now we're like, what's the best way to put mm-hmm. this together? Not we're going to put this together like this. Like, what's the best way? So when we started figuring out what the show was going to be. So in November, I'm like, OK, let's start figuring out what some of these long essays are going to be. And I was like, our first show is on Selection Sunday. We're going to be in the Mike Krzyzewski farewell tour. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's do something on the legacy of Coach K. And I stopped and I was thinking to myself, I was like, so why is it that black people don't rock with Duke like that? Because I sure as hell don't. But I'm like, but all of us don't. Like, how is it not like they was the only team of white dudes? And then I stopped and thought about it, man. If you of that age, all the teams we grew up loving, man, they beat the shit out of. Georgetown. Michigan. U- yeah, Michigan. Michigan. UNLV got them that one UNLV, time. Yeah. Then they came back around. Temple. Arkansas. All of them. So I basically just taped this whole thing about how Duke has just, every team that black people loved, they beat. And then I'm talking to my producer and Mm -hmm. he says, so what if we did a museum exhibit at a black history museum about Coach K terrorizing black America? (laughs) Huh. So what do we do? 
we build up an exhibit mm-hmm. of Coach K called the Boys in Blue. Coach K's March Across America. Mm-hmm. We build the whole exhibit. We call it the Schomburg Center in Harlem. And we're like, hey, we got this idea. Would you let us host this? And, of course, we're afraid they think we're going to, like, disparage the name of the place. We laid it out for them. Man, the director of the exhibit is in the damn shoot by the time we wound up doing it, right? right? Then it's like, hey, man, it's Michigan. Okay. You think Jalen would be down to come through? So I called Jalen Rose. I'm like, Jalen, you know, big favor. Would you mind just stopping through for the exhibit? Jalen show up in, like, $25,000 worth of clothes. Come stand (laughs) and it's part of our exhibit on this. You know what I mean? So like, that's how we're coming up with this. And we got things and topics that we can talk about that I don't feel like you're going to see anywhere else. This past week, we did a thing on HBCU sports. Mm -hmm. And you know, where everybody's like, oh man, now all the kids are going to go. And I'm like, you sure that's a good idea? And so now we got a place we can get on HBO and spend 10 minutes, not just talking about HBCU sports, but in a way that I think is legitimately and truly relatable to people who didn't go to HBCU people who don't even know no black people, whatever it is, it just gives you a look at all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think this, how do we make this three-dimensional? How do we put this in a space where we can make this as deep as possible? Because I can do a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. My team can do a bunch of things. So we don't have to be standard in any of this. We can just figure out what the best thing is that we can do. Oh, and we go out every week, hit the streets, bring the cameras out, and just talk to people outside about like what's going on in sports. So you get that element, too, of like actual people being in it. See, I like, I like when real conversations come out of, you know, whatever it is I came to this show for. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm coming to a Bomani Jones show and he's talking sports, the Duke, you know, in beating the black teams thing is a phenomenal. Right. Right? But then it gets to a larger conversation of what is blackness. Because yeah. I think about Duke had mad black players but also I remember Jalen Rose saying how corny they were. Yeah. And how they were bougie yeah. and elitist. And I was like, but well, that made my type of black people. And mm. that might have been that was me being young and ignorant. Yeah. Because black people aren't monolithic, but that's what I thought. Yeah. And we had like the 20-minute version, because we had to cut it down to like eight. Mm. We were getting into all of that stuff, right? Mm. Like that's where we can go. Or you get like we had Roy Wood Jr. come on and he's been doing some work with uh, Major League Baseball trying to increase black participation in baseball in various ways. And he grew up in Birmingham. And he's a Dolphins fan. And I could never understand how he was a Dolphins fan. And he explained it very easily. Well, you know, growing up when I grew up in Birmingham, the GDs wore black, the Bloods wore red, the Crips wore blue. Okay. Cowboys, Steelers, Ra- I mean, Cowboys, 49ers, Raiders, all off the map. Can't, 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 can't rock with those, right? And so then that winds up me. I didn't have a chance to get into it, but... A cat I know with a cat he knows who basically became like middle management GDs Mm -hmm. and explaining how all these, you know. So now we're having this discussion that goes into all these places because sports are the entryway into this stuff. And then we can go to other places and you're not going to be particularly successful like with a mass marketed straight ahead sports show. They ain't that many people that are into it. Like with ESPN, you go look at the numbers of people who watch shows from day to day. The numbers aren't bad, obviously, but it's not, nobody's watching, like, it's not 5 million people watching Sports Center or something like that. But it's people that watch repeatedly over mm-hmm. and over again and make that network a part of their lives. You're not going to go off of ESPN and think you're going to hit people with nuts and bolts sports mm-hmm. and they're going to watch it. Like, you're going to have to give them something that applies to their lives more broadly. And that's what we're going for. You know, I wanted to ask you back to basketball right fast. You know, everybody, especially recently, been having the GOAT conversation, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron James, Michael Jordan. What's your thoughts? Why? It's Michael Jordan. This, this isn't this isn't a discussion. Like I think it's a discussion for you if LeBron is the guy of your era. And I'll admit, you take it back like 13 years ago. I sat and I broke it down. I was looking at like all these different attributes of a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And I was like, LeBron's better at this than Mike. LeBron's better at this than Mike. All that stuff. You run through it. 
Man, then you pull up a clip on YouTube of Mike, and you're like, all right, I was tripping. My bad. Mm-hmm. Like, none of, like, in the final argument, none of that stuff really matters in the same way. Like, you try to itemize it. You can try to go to your basic stats or whatever it is. If you were here for this Mike thing, and you've been here with this LeBron thing, you can be wildly impressed by what LeBron has done. Somebody got to finish number two. There's a lot of dope songs that never get to number one. That's right. That's a dope song that just didn't make it to number one all time. Wow. Game theory. Bomani Jones. HBO, definitely check it out. And we appreciate you for joining Wait, us. What's the day and time? No, I'm at, uh, Sunday at 1130. Right Easter, after John Oliver. Right after John Oliver, man. I ain't going to lie. It's hard for me to stay up, too. So uh, HBO Max is there waiting on you okay. in the morning. All right, Bomani Jones. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Netflix. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Netflix has created a short-ass movie section after Pete Davidson starred in an SNL sketch over the weekend that was struggling to find a movie that isn't longer than an hour and 40 minutes. One kind of movie I'm always looking for, and that's a short-ass movie. A really short movie, like at most an hour 40. Give me that short-ass movie. A short-ass movie, a really short movie, cause you know I ain't gonna sit here and watch no long-ass movie. Found a flick, I'm about to pick it, but right before I click it, I look down right below the line, and that's when I see the runtime. Three hours, 27 minutes? Bro, you must be crazy. No thanks, I'ma watch a short-ass movie like Driving Miss Daisy. I'm not pushing that's why I love Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus because they be an hour and they really be like short ass movies. That's yeah, it. Even on the plane now, they have a category where you can pick a movie that's under, I think, an hour or under two hours now, so you can watch a short ass movie. Okay. I enjoy that. When I'm on the flights now, I just watch like series instead of watching movies sometimes because I know I'm not gonna have the, I'll probably fall asleep. Now they got I'm, some good I'm movies on the plane. You. That's why I, I watched King House Richard. of Gucci and that was really long. I didn't like that. Get in the Marvel TV like shows. I fell asleep. Even if you're not a Marvel it. fan, they got great shows. Moon Knight is currently on Disney Plus right now, one hour long. You still great. gotta watch King Richard, bro. You haven't seen King, King Richard? Yeah, you do need to watch that. Would you like to see King Richard, Envy? How many times have you seen it? See, what? this is what I'm saying. What? what? How many times have you seen it? I've seen it, it twice. Oh, okay. Is it long or is it a short movie? It's actually long. Okay, okay. No doubt, no doubt. True. Um, okay. Any other questions? No, I'm just asking. Okay. You watching on a widescreen? Are you guys done? It was it was a wide. Are you okay. One time it was wide. So it was a long was, movie on a wide screen. One time it was a wide screen. One time it was gotcha. a little King screen. Richard. King, King Richard. King Richard. You saw it twice and enjoyed it. Loved it. I did. Made All me right, cry. ladies. Um, now Lawrence Fishburne and Jackie Weaver are going to be starring in the Sterling Affairs about the disgraced L.A. Clippers owner Donald Sterling. It's a six-episode limited series about the downfall. Of uh, Donald Sterling. Boo. Clippers always want to do what the Lakers are doing. Okay, the Lakers <laughs> got a great show on HBO right now. Drop on the clues bombs for winning time. My man Rodney Barnes. That's another great show if y'all not watching, uh, if y'all want to see a short-ass movie. Winning time is great. Okay. Well, I think this could be an interesting one. I'm excited to see it Man. on FX. Mm-hmm. And I like Lawrence Fishburne. 
All right, now, NBA Hall of Famer Chris Webber, his memoir by God's Grace is being developed into a TV series ahead of the book's release November mm. 15th. It's being shopped to networks and to streaming services as well. So I think that could be pretty interesting. It focuses on his youth and journey as part of the University of Michigan's uh, Fab Five mm-hmm. from amateur athletics to national championships. It'll tackle the triumphs and hardships of a life and career spent chasing basketball greatness while examining many of the most topical issues of equity between schools and players. I'm here for that because the Fab Five is a part of our childhoods, period. Like, the Fab Five is culture. Mm -hmm. Always have been, always will be. I am here for anything to do with the Fab Five. All right, and Kevin Hart has added more dates to his tour, Reality Check, and that's because of high demand. He said, breaking news, demand has been so crazy, we added more shows in Reno, Detroit, Nashville, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, D.C., Atlanta, Miami, and Chicago. Tickets went fast the first time, so don't sleep on this. Love it. All right, and Kanye has dropped out of Coachella. He'll no longer be performing, and so now there's an open headliner spot. And, you know, he said he went to pull the plug on that performance, and uh, they said Travis Scott was supposed to join Kanye on stage, so now that's out of the question as well. It's unclear why he is backing out, but he's been going through a lot of different things in these past few months. So. Your Uncle Charlotte told y'all this two weeks ago that that was going to happen. That he was going to drop out? Yes. I told y'all he was either going to... I told y'all all this was going to play out. You're going to get the message about him going to seek healing. You're going either He's either going to drop out of Coachella or they're going to remove him from Coachella. One of the two. I said all of these things. I thought Jason just, Lee said it wasn't true. Said what? That um he wasn't going away to to do any yeah but the story still came out is what I'm saying well I wasn't you know what I'm saying I wasn't going to Coachella anyway the story st- two two weeks ago you, I said I, this but the story Coachella? still came out maybe we don't talk about Bruno or Coachella you don't talk about Bruno <laughs> I still don't know why we don't talk about Bruno I know why we don't talk about Coachella on this show but I don't know why we don't talk about Bruno. All right, now this was really sad. A ring video captured a robbery and the gunman got away with uh, the money that a woman needed for her paralyzed son. This is outside of this woman's Houston home. Houston that was so police are hoping that somebody will recognize that robber. Now he ambushed a 53-year-old woman who had just arrived at her house. She said he jumped out the car on me with a gun and he said, B, I'll blow your head off. She asked us to blur her face and only use her first name because the suspect is still out there. She's obviously terrified. She threw her purse and her other belongings toward the gunman. He searched her pockets, took her bag, and she had just come back from the bank, so she had a lot of cash on her. She said she had $3,900. She had just cashed her income tax check. Somebody had money. to know that. Yeah, she got lined up. Yeah, somebody, somebody had to Somebody at know the that. bank made a call. Somebody, something. Somebody had to know she was coming back with that. Followed home because he threw the bag and the phone at her and was like, take that. And he still went in her pocket. That's right. right. So he knew. That's right. It was money she was planning to use to take care of her son who was confined to a wheelchair. Mm. by the way and she said her son was crying mama I'm sorry I couldn't help you mm. you know how sad mm-hmm. that is so Trey the Truth did actually shout to Trey yes track her down to help her out so I think that's great and that he went he said I made it to her I made sure she know the real ones don't stand by or approve of what happened to her and also blessed her protect our own I told her she should create her own personal GoFundMe because a lot of people want to help her and the dude picture is out there so I hope that mm-hmm. you know people yeah I saw the dude's it's picture ring. so if the dude's uh, what's that Houston it's in Houston right? it's Houston yeah. yep. so if people in Houston know something y'all should definitely say something you know what I mean because a person like that you could absolutely positively be their next lick if you do that to an older woman absolutely. like that they'll do that to your mama they'll do that to your aunt they'll do that to you it don't matter Lock mm-hmm. his ass up. Let the white man deal with it. That ain't nobody that we should turn our back and ignore. We need to make sure if you know anything, say something. Absolutely. Okay? And that is your rumor report. All right. People's Choice Mix is up next. Let's go. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we got a shout to Earthquake, the legendary comedian, Earthquake for joining us this morning. Salute to Earthquake. I'm actually about to post uh, the clip of Earthquake saying that black women need to stop harboring fugitives. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. We want to see what kind of discussion that sparks on social media. All right. Well, make sure you check out his Netflix special, too, by the way. Hilarious. All right. And also, shout out to uh, Bomani Jones for joining us. Salute to Bomani Jones. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Um, if y'all don't get up off of Jada... Y'all gonna make Jaden put that white Batman suit on and he gonna come to his mother's defense sooner than later, okay? Do y'all want that smoke with young Jaden? Huh? Do y'all want that smoke with the Karate Kid? Y'all really need to think about this before y'all continue y'all assaults on Jada Pinkett Smith, okay? Okay. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. All right, and I just want to let you guys know I will be doing a live today. You can watch it on Global Citizen's YouTube page. We'll be talking about COVID, and I will have um, some doctors who are experts to answer any questions. They're not going to tell you that you have to get vaccinated or anything like that, but they do want to discuss uh, all the questions, there's a lot of misinformation out there. They want to uh, correct any of that misinformation, make sure you know what's going on. Also, give you whatever alternatives if you uh, make a decision about what you want to do about your health, just to let you know the best way to move forward. And then after that, for all of my Brooklyn Nets fans, I will be dropping in live on the Yes Network app. So if you download the app, we'll be able to have some fun during the Nets game tonight. You got a positive note for the people? I do have a positive note. It's simple, man. Uh, the best revenge is none. Heal, move on, and don't become like those who hurt you. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?